Good News Ministries of GNM.org presents Footsteps to Heaven. And now, here is your host, Terry Modica. What do you think God is telling us in everything that is happening in our world today? You know, a year ago, even a half a year ago, we would never have been able to imagine what we are all going through together in this world now. And in the United States, you know, seems to be the bullseye target of so much. It seems to be the epicenter, call it, of an earthquake of evil that's been traversing the world. Or maybe it's really that the earthquake is hitting or an earthquake somewhere else. Let's say the earthquake in hell itself has caused a tsunami that is drowning many in my country and in around the world. So with all this that's going on, we're wondering, right? What does God want of me? What is God planning? What should I be aware of? What should I be afraid of? What should I do? I've been spending a lot of time praying about this and observing the signs of the times, paying attention to what scriptures are saying, like quote unquote coincidentally, what are the scriptures at daily mass and Sunday mass? And, and applying those to what's going on in our world today, you know, there is an uncanny connection. I've been watching a lot of videos of other people who have been studying this issue as well. I focus on the videos that I can see evidence of, I, I trust, because I know the background of people who are filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with love for the Lord and a desire to know the truth and the humility to seek the truth and put aside their own ideas of what the truth might be so that they, we are open to what the Lord is trying to tell us. Studying apparitions of the Blessed Mother and what she's been telling us for 200 years and just slightly over a hundred years ago, she said some very powerful things in Garabendel and since then, her sightings, her apparitions have increased and her messages have always been basically about the world needs to repent. We all need to pray more. We all need to repent and people who are away from Christ need to come back to Christ. She has also in the middle of, of many of this type of message has also inserted some warnings that seem to now be coming true. And I want to share some of that with you. First of all, I want you to listen through the lens, a particular lens that will shed light on everything in a way maybe you hadn't seen it before. The lens of spiritual warfare. If you look at everything that's going on through the lens of there's a battle going on, Satan and his minions, his, his cohorts, his demons and the humans who are cooperating with them, they've been working hard at trying to defeat God's kingdom. They've been working hard to take as many people to hell as possible. They've been working hard to destroy Christianity and destroy your soul and mine and the souls of your loved ones. Satan and his demons and his human cohorts have an agenda. Many years ago, just after my book was published, it's called Overcoming the Power of the Occult, uh, because I had been caught up in the occult as a teenager and it had ruined my relationship with Christ. Jesus rescued me from that. And that's a story for another day. I do have it available on my website and, and in a video about my conversion. When that book was published, which was 1989, I was at a speaking engagement about it and another person at this speaking engagement was somebody who was an ex-Satanic high priest. He'd been raised in Satanism and had been groomed to become a high priest and he had in fact become a high priest of all places at Princeton University. What does that say to you about satanic agendas? And I'm not going to get into all that right now. But I learned from him. He had become a Christian 
because he went to therapy because of the abuses he was subjected to as a child. The therapist happened to be Christian and helped him find Christ for the healing that he longed for. He told me that there is an agenda that Satan worshipers have been working towards and building on for years. And now remember, this was in 1989 that he was telling me this. The agenda is to convince non-Satan worshipers, in other words, to convince everybody else, especially Christians, but everybody, everybody in the world, everybody that they could get a hold of, to convince people that evil was good and good was evil. Just a very few years ago, I think maybe two years ago, maybe three, it hit me that we've reached that point where good people the majority of, at least in my country, the U.S., and in many Western cultures, many advanced civilizations, um, I, I put it that way because the Holy Spirit is doing a lot in the countries of Africa, South America, um, and Asian countries. These are places where the faith is really coming more alive, and the faith is more under attack, and I don't mean persecution, I mean undermining the beliefs of Christians is under attack in Western cultures. The agenda of Satan worshipers have been to get all of us to believe through watching entertainment, through the media. And you know, Donald Trump has been calling most of the media today fake news because it's not true journalism anymore. Journalism is supposed to be unbiased where you present both sides of an issue equally and that hasn't happened, you know, for a while. So there's been a lot influencing by Satan worshipers as well as communists who want to end our democracy and others trying to undermine our faith and to get us to believe that evil is good and good is evil so that we would end up in hell. You know, when we do that, when we cooperate with anything that the demons tempt us to do, to do if when we believe and, and share with others something that is not true, we are actually contributing to demonic power. You know, it used to be that October was the most difficult month for us at Good News Ministries because that's the month of Halloween. And all month long, Satan worshipers were preparing and witches were preparing, doing rituals to prepare for what they consider their highest unholy day, their most important day of the year. I used to tell people, and it's still true, but it's a different world now, and I'll explain that in a minute. But I used to tell people that when we celebrate Halloween, with things that cause fear, you know, playing around with haunted houses, for example, making up imaginary haunted houses and uh, going to horror movies and, and dressing up, having our kids dress up as witches and demons and other horrible stuff, not saints because Halloween was supposed to be All Hallows Eve, getting us ready to, to admire, to appreciate what saints have taught us and to emulate them. Because the emphasis has been on, on the opposite of that, the evil side of Halloween, October was a very difficult month. Every year I dreaded October because there was more spiritual battle going on. Remember I said, listen to everything in this video through the lens of spiritual warfare. It was the hardest months to get through because there was so much attack going on, so much demonic presence. I could feel the increase of demonic powers because of what not only Satanists were doing and witches were doing, but what all the good people naively were also doing, cooperating with demonic powers. When November 1st came and Ralph and I celebrated went to church, you know, that was one holy day of obligation we'd never, ever want to miss. Because in the celebration of All Saints Day, the feast, the mass celebrating All Saints Day, all those demonic powers were, were silenced, were driven away, were crushed. 
And it was like turning a switch from living through a very dark month to living in the light of Christ again, freely without demonic oppression going on. It was that much of a difference. A couple of years ago, maybe three, maybe four years ago, it became such that the whole year has felt like October. There has been no relief like I used to get on on November 1st. Yes, there's always relief when I go to Mass. There's relief in doing spiritual warfare prayers and doing the rosary. But the onslaught never stopped. I could feel the oppression. And the world has gotten darker and darker. Evil has become so rampant that, you know, like I said, people believe that good is evil and evil is good. And God is not going to let that happen much longer. God, in his great mercy, is tired of seeing people go to hell because of, of them rejecting Christ, because they have been giving over to the lies that have been fed to them through the devil and, and the devil's people. God is so tired of, of seeing, and he, he hurts. God the Father yearns for every soul who is lost, just the way you and I yearn if we have a child who, who has left the faith. Only God feels it a gazillion times more than we feel it. God the Father doesn't want this to continue. And he has a plan. And he began telling us about this plan through mystics a long time ago and saints and through apparitions of the Blessed Mother. And I'm going to share those things with you now. Remember, Everything that's going on in our world now, if we look at it through the lens of spiritual warfare, what's the devil trying to achieve? What battles am I in the middle of? And what is Christ doing in my life and in the world to provide victory? Because, of course, in Christ, we always do have the victory. So with that in mind, I'm going to start with something that St. John Paul II said This was something he said in a speech in 1976. This was two years before he was elected Pope. Do you think he was a saint before he became Pope? We now know that he is a saint in heaven. We saw his papacy filled with very saintly, a saintly life, a saintly example. Do you think that just started the moment he became Pope? Of course not. Listen to what he said two years before he was elected Pope. He said, We are now standing in the face of the greatest historical confrontation humanity has gone through. I do not think, by the way, he said this in Philadelphia at a Eucharistic Congress. So he was talking mainly to Americans here. He says, I do not think that wide circles of American society or wide circles of the Christian community realize this fully. So there he expanded it to beyond just America. He said, we are now facing the final confrontation between the church and the anti-church of the gospel versus the anti-gospel. We must be prepared to undergo great trials in the not too distant future. He said, trials that will require us to be ready to give up even our lives and a total gift of self to Christ remember that as we go further into this into this podcast we are being asked to give a total gift of self to Christ and for Christ he said through your prayers and mine it is possible to alleviate this tribulation but it is no longer possible to avert it how many times has the renewal of the church been brought about in blood It will not be different this time, he said. Wow. Now I would like to share with you something that I first saw when the new catechism, the new Roman catechism came out. In the catechism are some very interesting paragraphs. The catechism of the Catholic Church, by the way, if you have not availed yourself of it, it's available online you can look up anything that you have questions about. At Good News Ministries, people often write in with questions having to do with the faith. 
The answers are all in the catechism. The catechism is full of scriptures and quotes by saints and the writings, official church writings, church documents. It's all footnoted, cross-referenced. It's a wealth of information. Don't read it from beginning to end. Read it based on looking at the index or at the table of contents. Choose your topic and just let the footnotes and the cross-references guide you through it. Fascinating. Anyways, in paragraph number 675, this church document says this, before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. The persecution that accompanies her pilgrimage on earth will unveil the mystery of iniquity in the form of religious deception offering men an apparent solution to their problems at the price of apostasy from the truth. The supreme religious deception is that of the Antichrist, a pseudo-messianism, a fake messiah, by which man glorifies himself in place of God and in place of his messiah come in the flesh, the true messiah. And in 677, it continues, the church will enter the glory of the kingdom only through this final Passover when she will follow her Lord in his death and resurrection. Now, before I continue this, let me just point out that we are the body of Christ on earth, right? We, the church, the whole church, we are the body of Christ on earth. All the faithful followers of Christ are the true body of Christ on earth. We will have to go through the same thing that Jesus' first body, will call it, you know, him coming in the incarnation through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That first death, the first passion and death of Jesus, we, his followers, his earthly body are also called to go through the same thing. Continuing, the kingdom will be fulfilled then, not by historic triumph of the church through a progressive ascendancy, but only by God's victory over the final unleashing of evil. God's victory over the final unleashing of evil. Would you agree with me that Looking at it through the lens of spiritual warfare, we have seen a tremendous unleashing of evil that seems to be worse than we could have ever have imagined it to be. More sin. People think that good is evil and evil is good and there is no such thing as sin. Even people who go to church think that. God's triumph, the catechism continues, over the revolt of evil will take the form of the last judgment after the final cosmic upheaval of this passing world. Okay, am I saying that I think the interpretation of this is that we are about to have the second coming of Christ? I don't know. I don't think any of us can know that at this point. And even if it's not the final, final, final battle, it's a horrific battle. Okay, what I'd like to share with you next is something that a staff member of Good News Ministries heard in prayer a few months ago after the pandemic had had shut down the churches. Graciela is the assistant director of Good News Ministries and she is the director of the Spanish side of this ministry. She and her husband are very, very prayerful people and filled with the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And she shared this with me. Near the end of last year, I think it was November, the Lord showed us, meaning she and her husband, Fernando, as they were in prayer, thousands of quote-unquote black bodies. In other words, people in great darkness. No light in them. Thousands of them falling from high cliffs. Thousands of people were running directly to the cliffs. I was in great pain. I felt anguish and told Fernando, Oh no, we have to do something. There's something terrible ahead and so many people are going to hell. I felt desperate. And then I heard the Lord say this, Tell them to return to me. Tell them to turn away from their sins. 
the book of life is still open. Now I would like to share with you what the Blessed Mother said in Garabandel during her apparitions. This particular message came in October of 1961. She revealed it to Conchita that there's a great miracle coming. She also later told the other three children who Mary was appearing to. Conchita says that this great miracle is going to happen on a Thursday. Keep that in mind. I'm going to talk to you about what day I think that Thursday is. We'll be at a Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Now this is 8.30, their local time, and will last about 15 minutes. It will coincide with a great event in the church. Sinners will convert and the unbelievers will believe. Before I go into that any further, let me tell you what, what I'm wondering, what just what I'm wondering that particular day might be. Here in the U.S., and it's many people around the world are also joining us in this. We have been praying a 54-day novena that began on the Feast of the Assumption of Mary and ends on the, the Feast of Mary, Our Lady of the Rosary. That feast day, when we finish this 54-day novena, is October 7th, a Wednesday. This 54-day novena has a track record of producing many great miracles as soon as the 54 days are completed. We are lifting up this particular novena for God's blessings on the elections coming up in November in the United States and for the staving off of violence because we are seeing an increase of violence as of course it's you know if you look at the violence through the lens of spiritual warfare you know that it's because satan is doing everything possible he can anything that's destructive you know is not from god it is from the devil now i would like to read to you something that a contemporary mystic father michel rodrigue has said that God the Father revealed to him. Father Michel has the approval of his bishop. He said this on March 26th this year, 2020. The pandemic had recently shut down churches. He goes, we are now passing a test. The great events of purification will begin this fall. Now fall here in the U.S., for those of you who are listening to it in a different, different hemisphere, the fall for us begins September, October, November, and then winter comes. The great events of purification will begin this fall. Be ready with the rosary to disarm Satan and to protect our people. Make sure that you are in a state of grace by having made your general confession to a Catholic priest. The spiritual battle will begin. Remember these words, and he put this in all caps in his message. The month of the Holy Rosary will see great things. He is pointing to October. The month of the Holy Rosary is October. So, was the Blessed Mother telling the children at Garamandel that, that this great miracle is going to happen on a Thursday in October? And she said that it will coincide with a great event in the church. Is she talking about the great event of doing this novena, the great event of celebrating Our Lady of the Rosary? I don't know. That's something for us to think about and prepare for in case it's true. Getting back to what she told the children at Garabandel, Conchita says, in order to prepare us for the great miracle, a supernatural warning coming directly from God will occur. The warning will appear in the sky and will be visible to the whole world. It will be understood by everyone at the same time, regardless of their state in life or knowledge of God. That includes Muslims, communists, Jews, the people you've been praying for in your family, the priests and bishops in the church who have been cooperating with the devil. It will occur to everyone 
the holy priests, and you and me. It will occur to everyone around the world at the same time. It will be a terrible experience, but it will be for the well-being of our souls because we will see interiorly in our conscience the good and the evil we have done. God desires our salvation. The purpose of the warning is not to cause us to fear, but to bring us closer to him and to increase our faith. If the world does not change after the miracle, a chastisement will come. Conchita says, if we do not change, the chastisement will be horrible. Lowly, Jacinta, and I have seen it, but I cannot say what it consists of because I do not yet have Our Lady's permission. Do you know what? The Lord has increased the warnings. The Lord has increased the number of prophets in the world, speaking his message, trying to get everybody to repent, to turn back to Christ, and for us who are believers to pray, 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 and pray all day, pray more. And that is what is key for you to understand, my friend. Do not be afraid of any warning that's coming. If you are in a state of grace because you are going to confession regularly, and because you are going to Mass, if it's available to you, receiving the Eucharist, praying the Rosary, if you are repenting, examining your conscience and, and humbly saying, Lord, come Holy Spirit, tell me, teach me where I'm believing lies that have been taught to me. I want to know the truth. Come Holy Spirit, help me to, to have an awakening now. Come Holy Spirit, help me to know the truth now so that when the warning comes it's going to be easy for me I want to know what I am doing that needs to change so that I can become holier and live the Christian life the way you want me to live which includes my friend living in peace and joy even when the rest of the world is going nutso even when the chastisements come to other people the chastisements are for the people who have not yet turned to Christ or who are one foot in the kingdom of God and one foot in the world and they believe that good is evil and evil is good. The chastisements are a wake-up call for those who don't accept the warning that God gives them. See the warning? I'm going to read to you something about that too. There's a great book called The Warning that I highly recommend to you by Christine Watkins. The warning is a time when all of us will see ourselves as we truly are in comparison to God and who he truly is. I would like to read to you now what St. Alphonsus de Liguori said about what happens to us the moment of our death. The same thing that is going to happen to us in the warning, which I truly believe God is saying going to happen very soon. It's got to because God is going to stop evil. You know, it's, he's not going to let it keep getting so bad that everybody goes to hell. What God wants us to know is the same thing that will happen to us if we die before this kind of global supernatural warning. When we die, Scripture says that the veil of our understanding is removed. We can see things clearly. We can see things we didn't understand before. Let me read to you what St. Alphonsus de Liguori said about that. And think of it in terms of this is what the warning is going to be like. When the soul enters the kingdom of the blessed, okay, this is the, the passing from this life on earth to the next life, going towards heaven, not hell. When the soul enters the kingdom of the blessed and the barrier which hinders its sight is taken away, it will see openly and without a veil the infinite beauty of God, and this will be the joy of the blessed. Every object that the soul then will see in God himself will overwhelm it with delight. It will see the rectitude of his judgments, the harmony of his regulations for every soul, all ordained to his divine glory and its good. The soul will especially perceive, in respect to itself, the boundless love which God has entertained towards it in becoming man and sacrificing his life upon the cross through love of it, it being the soul. 
then will it know what an excess excess what an excess of goodness is comprehended in the mystery of the cross in the sight of a god who became a servant and dying condemned upon that infamous tree and in the mystery of the eucharist in the sight of a god beneath the species of bread and made the food of his creatures in particular the soul will receive all the graces and favors shown to it which until then had been hidden it will see all the mercies he has bestowed on it in waiting for it and pardoning its ingratitude it will see the many calls and lights and aids that have been granted to it in abundance it will see that these tribulations these infirmities these losses of property or of kindred which it counted as punishments or chastisements or you know evil doing its thing you know being on the battlefield that we are that they were not really punishments but loving arrangements of god for drawing it to the perfect love for him yes my friend even what evil has been doing in this world and has done in your life god chose to allow it he could have stopped it but he chose to allow it not just because of our free will but because he wants to make great tremendous goods come from it drawing us through it more closely to him and his deep love his perfect love for us when this warning happens to us though to the whole world the veil will be lifted and we will see God in all of his goodness. And if we are working at being holy, if we are repenting of our sins, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal our sins and going to the sacrament of confession and doing everything we can to grow in holiness, God's not expecting perfection of us. He's not a perfectionist. Every step forward day by day, he is pleased with if we are growing in holiness and doing what we can with what we know at this moment in time that warning time is going to be a time of great joy for us have you ever in your walk of faith so far discovered that something that you believed was a lie or something that you were doing was a sin and the holy spirit was the one who revealed it to you not somebody condemning you not the devil accusing you and trying to make you feel bad about yourself but god himself enlightening you about the truth of it didn't you go oh yes i want to embrace that truth i want to live that truth and you had joy that's what the experience of the warning is going to be like for you if you are repenting and doing everything you can to grow in holiness praying constantly learning how to pray constantly which means god is first and foremost in your mind in everything that happens that's what we need to be working on right now between now and when the warning actually comes we need to be asking the holy spirit to help us be so ready that we are delighted when it comes we're delighted that Others will finally understand the truth that we've been trying to tell them and they've been rejecting it. And delighted that we are finally understanding truths that we've been longing for because we do want to grow in holiness and we do want to be like Christ and we do want to be united to Christ and spend eternity with him. Now I would like to share with you something that I wrote down a few weeks ago while I was in the middle of observing and praying about all these things and in the middle of my studies on the issue, I concluded that by paying attention to our Blessed Mother's warnings and her various apparitions of the past century and even earlier, and after listening to the Holy Priest and other mystics who had the gift of prophecy, we know that a supernatural illumination is coming. That's what is called the warning. To purge humankind from its very pervasive evils, God will send a flood like in the days of Noah. But this time it will be the flood of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to, is going to flood the world with the truth. But what else comes with the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, but so much more. 
It's the spirit of illuminating our consciences in such a way that we want to repent. We want to change. We want to embrace the truth. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live the truth. The Holy Spirit empowers us to know what the Lord is telling us. The Holy Spirit empowers us to help one another. The Holy Spirit empowers us to do what seems impossible. As long as it's God's will, the Holy Spirit will inspire us to do it. Well, not only inspire, but empower. The Holy Spirit has supernatural gifts that he wants to work through us who are followers of Christ because Jesus said, if you believe in me, you will do the same works that I do and even greater ones than these. And look at, I say it in a lot of my podcasts, look at what the first Christians were like recorded in the book of Acts. That's what normal Christian living is supposed to look like. We don't have that very much in our world today, especially in my society. The Holy Spirit is going to come. This great awakening is a time of the Holy Spirit flooding the world with God's presence, God's gifts, God's supernatural graces. And those who don't want it are going to be like the people of Noah's day who heard the warnings that Noah talked about. They just went on living their sinful lives the way they wanted, as if nothing was wrong, nothing was going to happen. And you know what happened to them. Well, when the warning comes and everybody is filled with the knowledge, because the Holy Spirit has enlightened them, of what is good and what is evil, what is of God and what is of the devil, and how much God loves us and how much unlike his love we have been behaving. When all that becomes clear to everybody at the same time around the earth, regardless of age, even little infants, even the oldest of people in nursing homes, when that happens, God is going to follow that up with a few days. Some of the the prophets, the mystics have said about six days a few days of God suppressing the evil spirits so firmly that they cannot tempt anyone. God's hand will stave off evil so thoroughly that everyone, after going through this illumination, everyone is going to have several days of thinking about it and thinking about what they're going to do with what they now know. Are they going to turn their lives completely over to Christ? Or are they going to continue to reject Christ if they've been rejecting Christ? Satan worshipers, you know, they're going to be faced with the truth. And are they going to, in full knowledge now that of what the Holy Spirit has revealed to them, are they going to choose Satan anyways? There will be some people who choose to stay with Satan. And, and some people who want to choose to not follow Christ, but to be their own God. And God is going to give us several days, everyone, several days of the devil not tempting anybody to make it as easy as possible for everybody to turn to Christ and to choose the life of holiness. And then after that, time's up. And those who do not want to follow Christ... Those who choose to reject Christ after having experienced the great illumination, which is also a great warning, they are going to be persecuting the church like we have never seen. They are going to work so hard to persecute and destroy the Jesus that they just learned about and to to validate that Satan should be the king of the universe. They're going to try so hard that Christianity is going to suffer. The church, you and I, are going to be under attack in ways we have never been under attack before. But keep in mind, at that point, we will have been enlightened. We will have the Holy Spirit in fullness. And if we choose to keep that, if we choose to embrace that life and and stay in that life, in that truth then we are on the victory side and we will have the joy that comes from being in Christ. We will have peace that comes from being in Christ. 
We will not drown in the sufferings which are going to feel like chastisements for those who reject Christ. And we are going to suffer. We're going to be the church that is crucified following in the footsteps of our Lord. We are going to be crucified by these people who choose to stay away from the truth that had been revealed to them. And in that persecution, learn from the holy saints who even while they were going to their deaths and some of the most gruesome deaths even, they had joy. They were filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And that is going to be yours to have as well. We will have such fullness of the Holy Spirit in us that we are going to live the way the Christians are supposed to be. We are going to see the supernatural happen the way it's supposed to happen. It's supposed to be normal Christian living. We'll have that back again. And when God's plan is finished, this phase of his plan, when the persecution reaches its natural conclusion, and think about what happened in the persecutions that have happened before, such as the first few hundred years of Christianity. The Christian faith grew. Some of the greatest saints come from the days of persecutions. And we will always be above water. We're not going to drown in this flood of the Holy Spirit. It's a time of walking on water. And we won't sink into those waters, no matter how stormy it gets. Our boat, the church, is not going to sink. Because Christ is at the helm. Christ is our Lord and Savior. And the Holy Spirit is empowering us. And it is God the Father's will for all of us to not only spend eternity with him in heaven, but to live victorious lives here on earth. Even having joy. Joy in the midst of the whatever horrible stuff is coming. Because we know who is our Lord and Savior. We know that what the Holy Spirit is telling us. And he's telling us, do not be afraid. So the two takeaways from this I want you to have. One is that we need to prepare so that when the warning happens, when this great illumination happens, we will embrace it. We will be not only embracing the truth, but we will be glad that this moment has finally arrived because now we can see things clearly, things we long to understand that, you know, maybe our upbringing, um, programming from our society or whatever has kept hidden from us, the truth about God. For example, people who have been abused by their earthly fathers find it very difficult to know the love of God the Father. That will be gone. God the Father's love will be plainly clear and we'll be able to rejoice in that. We will feel it. We will know it. But what do we need to do between now and that happening? We need to examine our consciences. We need to not only look at where we need to repent, but where do we need healing? Where do we need a healing so that we can now recognize the truth? And recognize God the Father for who he really is and who Jesus really is and who the Holy Spirit really is. And what they want, what God wants to do in our lives for us and through us. We need to be praying, praying, praying so that when the the worst times come, and I believe it's going to happen right after the presidential election here in the United States, If you've been observing the violence and the patterns of it and looking at it through the lens of spiritual warfare, I really believe that Donald Trump is God's choice for president. If you're not sure about that, just stand on this one issue. He is the pro-life candidate. The other candidate is pro-destruction. That alone separates the one from the other. Anyways, I do believe that God's hand is on Donald Trump and there's been prophecies about that as well and will get him elected but evil is going to be so upset by that because he's protecting donald trump is protecting our religious freedoms here in this country which also then ripples out to other countries the devil hates that so much that i think things are going to get a lot more violent things are going to get a lot more difficult that's when the church is going to be persecuted worse than we've ever seen it before churches burnt for example burnt down to the ground 
It's a time that we need to be able to pray and stay so deeply in prayer and so connected to God that the evil stuff does not ruin our joy or our peace. We do not need to be afraid. If you have any negative emotions now, like fear about what's going on, that's a sign that you need a healing from something or some things. Do what you can to open yourself up to the healings that God wants to give to you, to the truths, to the repentance, to everything that will help you be in a better place when the warning comes. And so then you'll be able to enjoy the warning thoroughly. And part two, what's going to happen? Think about this. What's going to happen to everyone else who has not been going to church, who has not been following Christ, and now they've had a great awakening. They're going to come running back to church to sources of knowledge to find out more about this Jesus Christ that they just had a powerful encounter with. Are you going to be ready to answer their questions? If you don't think you're going to be ready, then study now. Use the catechism like I told you about earlier in this podcast. Read the scriptures. Do Bible studies. Good News Ministries has a lot to offer to help you learn. Good News Ministries is going to be a place that people will run to when they have had this experience, this powerful encounter with the Lord, and now they want to be on the Lord's side, but they don't yet know how to live on the Lord's side. That's what Good News Ministries has been preparing for for over 25 years. It was in 1996 that we had our first website. We were founded in 1995. In 1996, I realized the value of using a website to help get the truths of the kingdom of God out. And we've been building it ever since. And the Lord recently told me that the reason why he has been building, building, building to our websites, we have several websites, adding, adding, adding more and more stuff to help people grow in faith is for the times that are soon coming when people are going to be running saying, Lord, where can I learn? I'm hungry now. I want to learn everything I can to live this life that I've just discovered is what I want to do with my life now. You know, I want to follow you, Christ, and I want to, I want to be holy, and I I, I want to, to do what you want me to do. I want you to live the way you want me to live. How do I do that? I need information. Our parishes need to be ready for this. So let me ask you, is your parish going to be ready? Where else are they going to run? These places such as Good News Ministries, such as parishes that are really on the ball with adult faith formation and youth faith formation, and they are not denying it because COVID is still going to be around, I think, when all this stuff is happening. And so what churches are going to be opening their doors, not afraid of the pandemic to answer the needs of all these multitudes of people rushing to confession, rushing to to learn. And where is your role in this, my friend? Get ready. Get ready for your role as an apostle of Jesus Christ to help the people that in your life and people you don't even know about yet who are going to come to you to learn what they are now hungry to learn. Prepare yourself. Study, study, pray, pray, repent, repent. Let that fill your days. And no matter what's going on in your days, these elements need to be part of it so that you are ready because God is going to do a great thing, an amazing thing. I'm going to pray for you now for that time, okay? I'd like you to open up your hands because God is going to give you something. And opening your hands is a way of saying, I'm ready to receive. I'm going to ask him to fill you with his Holy Spirit. And I want you to be in an open position, ready to receive it and everything else the Lord wants to give you. We ask this for this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father God, I pray for everybody listening to this podcast. I pray, Holy God, that you anoint them now, right now with the Holy Spirit. 
in a way they have not yet encountered the Holy Spirit. No matter where they are on their journeys right now, give them more because with you, Lord, there is always more. Give them more of your Holy Spirit right now, Lord. Holy Spirit, teach them how to pray constantly. Holy Spirit, teach them what they need to know and guide them to the teachers, guide them to the resources, guide them to the counselors and the therapists and the priests and everybody that you, Almighty God, want to use to help prepare them for the great awakening, what it's going to mean during the illumination and after the illumination. Holy Spirit, come and fill each and every person. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, right now to touch the wounds in each and every person listening. And I ask you to touch the ears so that they may hear the truth and recognize it. Give them the heart to receive the truth and act on it. And heal their wounds so that nothing is in the way of what you, O oh Lord, want to do in their lives. And my friend, I ask you to pray this very simple prayer with me. Come Holy Spirit, you have my permission to change me. Amen? Amen. This podcast was made possible by supporters of Good News Ministries who hope to strengthen and build your faith. If this episode speaks to your heart, then I ask you to pass it along to your family and friends. Share it on Facebook and Twitter. Forward it by text and email. And let us know what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life. How has this episode made a difference? You can contact me through the Good News Ministries website at gnm.org or by texting me if you are one of our subscribers on WhatsApp. May I ask a favor of you? Please cover this life-changing podcast ministry in your daily prayers. And if you can, help me continue making these podcasts by becoming a sponsor. Any donation is helpful, but we are especially seeking sponsors for upcoming episodes. You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders, or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website at gnm.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit gnm.org today.